This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, in the studio for the next three hours. Your boy is always trying to find a way to hustle some more time on the radio. I'm greedy like that. So I found a way to do it. JT the Brick is uh, taking care of business over at the Raiders facility, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So I said, hey, I got an idea, JT, don't worry. I'll take over at one. So uh, that's what we're going to do here. No problem. It was, uh, it was a funny surprise to Damon. He got here, and he always gets here early to prepare for the show. And I told him, yeah, we got you know we got a bunch of guests coming up. We got a, a, a loaded show, and we start at one. <laughs> and Damon said, since when? <laughs> Check your text message, buddy. I saw I, everybody out there, like, I'm the worst person to email or text. I read the first sentence, and I'm out. That's it. I saw Lee Sterling. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and that was it. And that Did was it. Did not see 130 attached. You know, you know, like yesterday, Doug, we got a new employee that's going to be starting in the building soon. And Doug said he starts on Monday. I turned and I walked out. He's like, well, where are you going? I was like, you said he starts on Monday. What more do I need to know? <laughs> <laughs> you are a one sentence dude. So the, the moral of the story here is if you're going to send a text message or an email to DeMond, just do it in one sentences at a time. So if you're going to send a text message, just send, hey, Lee Sterling, 130. Oh, by the way, we start at one. Hey, by the way, this person at two. Or when you text me like, hey, what are you doing? Just tell me what you want in that initial I didn't text. say, what are you doing? Or like, where are you? Or anything like that. I said, where are you? Yeah, it's like, hey, where are you? <laughs> because I need you in the building by noon, you know. Hey, man. You know, I, I did think that you were just going to, you know, be an adult and just read the whole message. Takes a lot of time. Apparently. Apparently it takes too long. So we are here. We are here for the next three hours. And we are here on time. And we're happy about it. And we have a lot of uh, good guests coming up on the show. And, of course, Raider Nation, we're going to hear from you throughout the course of the show as we finish off this this Friday, man. We're going to finish off this week strong. And it's been a crazy, bizarre, weird type of week. But here we are. We made it to uh, Friday. We'll get into the weekend and prepare for a game on Sunday against the Denver Broncos as the Raiders sit at 3-2. and two. Denver sits at 3-2. and two. They both sit at number two in the AFC West behind the Chargers and in front of the Kansas City Chiefs. Go figure that one out, right? So we're going to navigate through the waters the next three hours. Then we'll pass the sticks on to my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who's going to be at the TI, Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook from 4 to 6 p.m. So you could definitely go by and check him out there. It's always fun to get out there and hang out. I went and checked out uh, my guy, Clay Baker, from the morning tailgate. I checked him out yesterday uh, evening for, for Thursday night football as week six got started. Philadelphia lost, but, man, they actually gave a little bit of a fight there. Tampa Bay came away oh, with the victory. Oh, people were so mad that they went for two because then they covered. Right. Oh, man, right. that was so funny. Right. No, they did. You're right about Love that. Vegas. And then, uh, and then Tampa Bay is driving, and then they take a knee to end the game. And so, uh, you know, that's, that, was, that, was good. that was good news right there uh, for anyone who was betting and trying to, trying to make sure that, that Philadelphia covered. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was cool. I checked him out yesterday at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. He's there every single Thursday for Thursday night football. And that was a nice spot, man. It really was. They have a lot of really good-looking food. Uh, I had a... Some pizza that actually had some Philly steak on it. 
And I saw that. Did you picture, see the picture yeah, of it? Yeah, the picture he posted. At first, because, you know, the wife was making some food at the house, so I, I told her, I was like, I'm just going to go by and check it out. I'm not going to eat anything because, you know, cook a dinner. I don't want to mess up my appetite or anything. Man, I got in there and that stuff started looking good. I was like, "Oh man, she won't know." Yeah, when when he did his first when he did his first live read, Vinny and I just started looking at each other like, "Man, that does sound good." Right. I didn't even know I was hungry until Clay started talking. Right. It was good. It really was good. So if you're looking for a Thursday night spot, definitely check out Chickies and Pete's inside of uh, the Sahara Las Vegas. Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate. He'll be there every single Thursday, and it's a it's a really cool spot. I definitely that will not be the last time I go. Trust me. There's TVs everywhere. Uh, really good good food. Uh, nice location. Sitting right there on the basically on the street. It's it's a it's a good little spot to go hang out at. So uh, just a nice little plug for Chickies and Pete's. And then uh, if you're looking for a spot this afternoon, later on this afternoon, check out my guy Vinny Bonsignor at the Treasure Island inside of the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Or if you want to go check out some high school football, the Friday Night Showcase that why the you, Raiders Why you like this game so much? Why are you so pumped up about this Eldorado. game? If you want to make a trip up to North Vegas, you know, maybe go get yourself an autograph, maybe take a picture with the Raiderettes. El Dorado is taking on Pahrump Valley High School. That's the high school I went to. <laughs> they're strong two and three, but they're going to go out there and give El Dorado all they got. All right. Now, DeMond has been fired up about this game, and he was talking about finding a way to get out of here at 4 o'clock or even 345. He was like, man, Q, I, I think you can navigate the waters yourself. I think you can go ahead and hold this down. I'm like, why are you trying to leave so early on a Friday? And then he told me. And I realized the game, I realized El Dorado was playing, and I saw that they were playing Pahrump, but I didn't put the two and two together right away. I just, I did like you. I just read it. I didn't <laughs> read the whole complete thing. How about that? And then all of a sudden, you came in and said, oh, they're playing Pahrump. That's my school. I got to find a way to get there. And they, they're playing early. Yeah, 4 o'clock, yeah, because yeah, most of the games have been 6, maybe even 7. Yeah. Yeah, but 4, yeah, that's impossible for us. How come, let me ask you this, and then we'll uh, get into the guest lineup that we have coming up on the show. Why does the time fluctuate here in Las Vegas? You mean on the time that games start? Yeah, it's it. They're, they seem to they seem to kick off at different times sometimes. Like one game, the one game I went to, I remember it kicked off at 6, and other games kicked off at 7. This one's kicking off at 4. I, and I'm just asking because I don't know. I, I have no answer for you. All right, well, there maybe, you go. Maybe, you know, it's, you know, it's a long drive. All the way out there to North Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm used to, you know, what I've been covering in Texas. And so it's like pregame starts at 7 and kickoff's always at 7.30. The only time it changes is on Thursday night because they want the kids to be able to get back to back to the house and, and get rested up for school the next day. So pregame will start at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. So a whole half an hour earlier. <laughs> and that's it. Besides that, it's that's it. That's, that's the designated time. 7.30 kickoff all the time unless it's Thursday. You know, I just thought about, like, maybe it's a good thing I'm not going there. Get a little pumped up. Be, like, talking to some teenagers that don't even know me. Just be like, y'all owe me a win tonight. Y'all can't have, y'all can't have me out here looking bad. Been pumping y'all up on the radio. I don't know who the Raider alumni there is, but, hey, let me take it take it easy, big guy. Let me do the coin toss tonight. You know, Wow. You, you know? trying to Debo some <laughs> I know, folks. right? Wow. Uh, do they even celebrate you as an alum? I'm just asking. They, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been back. You know what's so funny? I won an award, like an actual athletic award, so you can save all that hating. Okay. But I didn't even know I won it. I went back to like a game, like a couple of years, like yeah. after I graduated, and it was just like it's like a plaque on the wall, and it has like the yearly winners. Really? And I was like, I, I won. <laughs> Nobody told me. <laughs> that just they, that just meant they were filling in the blanks. They just, they just need you know it's like it's like in, in pickup basketball when you just need a fifth. It was like it's called the Fighter Award, and I was just like, ah, good right. for me. There you go. Didn't, you know, didn't, you know, didn't get nothing in the mail or nothing. So I, I shouldn't ask you what that award means, like what that award is for? 
Oh no, it's um actually got like a very um symbolic meaning of the one of the the legendary basketball coaches at the school. One of his grandsons died a little prematurely, so they named an <laughs> award after him. And so how did you get it? <laughs> because it's like the student athlete that's out here grinding, the student athlete of the year that's putting in that work. So that, what? that's fighting. Is that, that what that's scrapping? That's, is that is that what the real? De- I mean, because I'm yes. so confused right now. It's just like a like yo, this student athlete, you know, was out here, was out here putting in that work. That's what was out here fighting. That's Never how they up. describe it. Yeah, exactly. That's my like definition. the Bolitnikoff Award for in college football is for the best receiver in college football. Yeah, so it's just so like, there's no description like that. It's just this guy was out here fighting and scrapping. Yo, that's how I'm gonna take it. It's called the Fighter Award. <laughs> All right. All right, fair enough. I'm so confused. That's why I'm laughing. I'm I'm not laughing at the award. I'm laughing Yo. at the, your description of the of the award because I have you no idea. You know what it is. You heard that I got an athletic award. I was out here putting in that. Well, work, I want to know what kind just, of athlete you, you were. And you just don't want to believe it. I you, don't because you, you haven't given me a description. You out here hating. I'm not hating. I'm and just confused. For, and it was for the basketball season, so you'll take it as. Okay, it is. so what did you do? Man, what team, did you do to receive this award? Team captain, bro. What you what? I, I, I gotta explain myself to you. No, you. <laughs> you really do. What you want to know? I want to know how you were a captain and what were you captaining? The basketball team. I was out there, The players? Bro. Or <laughs> what you mean the player? Yes. Right, we was saying. going out there. I was running the things, bro. I was coming. What were you running? The the team, the court. Coming down there, boy, get my Peyton Manning on Omaha, Omaha. Peyton Let's Manning go. on the hoop court? Yeah, exactly. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I just started saying. Cause it yeah, was funny exactly. Say, exactly. You just started coming up with stuff. And then like we actually, it was just like, yo, we're going to put that. We're going to make that a play. We need okay. to play Omaha because I just thought it was so fun to say. All right. All right. Point guard out Now here. that we got that out of the way. Point God. Yeah, whatever. We got Yo. a text already on the Salmon Ass text line. 69187, keyword <laughs> R&R. It's been a hell of a start to this show. Damon. Damon comes in late and now wants to leave early. Shaking what? my head. What? That's from Raider J in Sacramento. That was the first text we got. It used to be Tom that hit us with the first text. Now Raider J. Damon comes in late and now wants to leave early. Shaking my head. You know what? Oh, you know, speaking of our great listeners, yesterday someone called Vinny's show, you know, but they wanted to let me know something. And it was um, Raider Fish and Burgley. And he's like, Damon, Q don't know it all. And I was like, you right, you right, Raider Fish. What you want to talk about? He's like, Q, Q act like a know-it-all. Like, boy, say no more. We can talk all night. You right, you do. And he was just like, yeah, I'm an older cat, blah, 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 blah. And he wants to talk about hip-hop. He was like, sometimes I do want to hear what you got to say about hip-hop. I do want to hear about the new school stuff. Maybe you can put us on some game. He was calling from Berkeley. He's probably higher than a giraffe's ass. So you're going to try to discredit one of our loyal listeners? No, he's my guy. I I love Berkeley, but I know what Berkeley's about. He does too. He'll tell you. Berkeley is represent. I love Berkeley. That's yeah, what? so an older brother, he, I'm just saying, you know, he. <laughs> at first he had me hooked when he said Q, is, Q would know it all, but he don't know it all. I was like, yeah, you're right, brother. But It's all love. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, some people want to hear my hip-hop takes. That's all I'm saying. Okay, cool. We got you. Have them on Hip-Hop Corner. All right. You want to have a segment of that? Nah, I mean, you know, we, okay. can, we can work something out. Good. Got another text. What's up, Q? Long-time listener. First time hitting you up. I go by Aztec Raider here. Are there any updates on Trayvon Mullen? He is on IR. Trayvon Mullen's on IR, so he's not going to play. He didn't play last week. He's not going to play this week, and he sure won't play next week either. At least three games he's got to miss. So that's the update on Trayvon Mullen. Um, him and Damon Arnett are both on the IR, so they're going to miss three games. And then um, Derek Carrier, he was put on season-ending IR, so he's also out. So those are the the updates on those guys. Uh, as far as the cornerbacks co- go, it's going to be Casey Hayward, uh, Meek Robertson, and Nate Hobbs. Those are really the guys that you have. So uh, thank you, Aztec Raider for uh, hitting us up. We do appreciate you. Sam and Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. 
I'm glad you said that because the injury report just came out. Just sent that over from uh, Will. Just sent that over to us. Shout out to Will Kiss. I'll go through it real quick, fast, in a hurry, and then I'll give you the rundown for today's show. Jonathan Abram, shoulder calf injury. He was limited on Thursday. Full participant today. That is a good sign. Uh, Cornerback Brandon Faison, uh, he's got a hip injury. Uh, He was limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. He was full participant today, so that's a good thing. And if you're wondering who Faison is, he's a guy that the Raiders signed off the Chargers practice squad immediately after they played the Chargers on that Monday night football game. So that's who that is. That's just a little bit more depth at that cornerback position. Uh, Defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, hip injury, didn't participate on Wednesday. Same thing on Thursday, same thing today. Doubtful is the official game status right now for Sunday. And I would probably take it a step further and say, I don't think that a big Jonathan Hankins is going to be playing on Sunday. And that's unfortunate because he's a heck of a player. He really is, but uh, he hasn't participated at all this week. So uh, don't count on seeing him out there on Sunday. Casey Hayward dealing with knee ribs injury full on Wednesday, full on Thursday, did not participate today. I would expect he's just taken a a rest, a little bit of rest. Uh, Usually the Friday is the walkthrough anyway. So, uh, I think that Casey Hayward is going to be fine. He'll he'll be playing on Sunday. Uh, let's see, Quentin Jefferson, back injury. He was limited on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday, limited today, and he's questionable to play on Sunday. And Josh Jacobs, who had an illness, and it all of a sudden popped up on the injury report on Thursday. He wasn't listed on Wednesday, but it did in, uh, pop up on Thursday. He didn't participate yesterday, and he was limited today. So, um, there's no official game status yet for Josh Jacobs, but probably I would say he's going to play. Uh, if he was limited today, he'll probably be okay. Um, Henry Ruggs, this is a new addition. Knee injury. He wasn't listed on Wednesday, wasn't listed on Thursday, but it was a full participant today. So I don't know when the knee injury popped up, but full participation for Henry Ruggs is a big deal because you know, he needs to be out there. The Raiders need all the weapons they can have. So uh, that's not too bad for the injury report. Looks like Jonathan Hankins probably won't play. Quentin Jefferson, I'm kind of on the fence with. Don't know if he's going to play or not, but looks like Jonathan Hankins for sure is not going to play. Yeah, he's definitely not playing. It just when you watch the uh, Rich Bisaccia, he spoke again to the media today, and I'll play the clip, but I just want to hear, like, you, you can tell when the coach is speaking about it. Yeah. Which is like, he doesn't sound like he's too sure about him either. Okay, you got the clip with you, or you, you want to come back and play it? No, we play right now. Okay, go ahead. Here's Rich Bisaccia talking about Jonathan Hankins. Uh, Jonathan Hankins at this particular point is doubtful. He's had a little bit of a hip nagging with him, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens as we go through the next few days. Um, did not practice. Quentin Jefferson uh, right now is questionable. He's been a little bit limited over the last two days, a little bit of a tight back. We'll see how that works out. And then uh, Josh was a little bit limited but did practice a good portion of the, uh, of the practice today. And that's where we're at. There you go. So that's uh, uh, really sounds promising with Josh Jacobs, but Quentin Jefferson and, and Jonathan Hankins, you're right, doesn't sound like uh, either one of those guys is going to go. Quentin Jefferson, he may go, but kind of on the fence. Jonathan Hankins, I'm, I'm with you. I definitely think he's not going to play. So uh, it's a big loss there. It means Darius Phylon's going to have to step up. It means Solomon Thomas is going to have to step up. It means, you know, guys like that are going to have to step up, especially with Quentin Jefferson being a little banged up. Uh, the, the other guys that they have, and they do have a deeper rotation at that spot, which is a good thing. They're going to need some help. Maybe Cleve Farrell could find a spot to, to, to step up and help out. I've been, I'll tell you right now. And this was not part of the the, the show plan, but I've been disappointed <laughs> with, with Clee this year. I really have. I thought he was going to have some kind of role. Thought he was. And I didn't, you know, didn't think he was going to have a monster season. But just been disappointed, man. Just he hasn't really even had that many snaps, and that just kind of lets you know where he's at. If he's not getting that many snaps, that means he's not he's not really part of their 
rotation. You yeah, know? I hate to say it. The first game of the season, he was a healthy scratch. Right. And, you know, you don't... We, and I don't people got on us for saying that. People yeah. got on us for saying that, and he's played, you know, a handful of snaps more than me and you both have this season. Exactly. Or it's just like, he's just not a part of the rotation. He's just not one of their guys. No, he's not part of the plan. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get inside the coaching room, but they probably don't want to put him in in these situations where it's just like, now this weekend... Where it's like, hey, we're going to have to use you. Going to have to have a talk with him. Like, hey, buddy, your number's going to get called more than usual. Right. Just due to availability. Yeah, man. It's it's unfortunate because I, I like Klee as a person. I think that he has a lot of ability. Uh, I, I liked him when he was at Clemson. I thought he was a hell of a leader and a hell of a player. It just has not transit, translated to the NFL. It just hasn't. You know, no matter if it was the Paul Gunther scheme or now here with Gus Bradley, it's just it hasn't translated. And so, unfortunately for the Raiders, it looks like a number four overall pick. I mean, they're just not getting... Just not, they're getting nothing from him right now, and like I said, that that's unfortunate. And you know, you start to know who these players are three or four years into their career. You you never really know immediately unless they're just shining. Then you say, okay, I, I think that guy's going to be a stud. But you usually really don't know how good a player is that you draft until it's about three or four years into their career. And well, you're at this point with Cleed, I think you kind of know who he is. Yeah, because even the other players from that same class were Jonathan Abram this season. It looks like he's turning the corner. Yeah. He's getting it. That's he's a great example. Better. Yep. Where it's just like it's looking like he's on the rise. He's on the rise. Where it's like mm-hmm. he did need those couple of years of development. Right. Right. He and then he was banged up and season. injured yes. a lot. But yeah, no, Abram is looking a lot better. Looking like he, you know, has found himself a real spot in the in the defense. And Klee just kind of looks like he's just. I I don't even want to say treading water because now I mean he's not even doing what he was doing the previous years. So, I mean, it's really just like he's kind of sinking. He's not even, he's not even, like I say, not even trending, even not even staying level. He's just kind of treading down. And that's unfortunate. It really is because I think the dude's a, a really good guy. Coming up on the show today at 1.30, we'll hear from Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join us to talk all things, well, AFC West. Going to take a look at all the AFC West games this weekend as far as the lines go and how he's feeling them, what he thinks is going to happen. So we'll talk some Chiefs, we'll talk some Chargers, and of course we'll talk some Raiders and Broncos. That's all coming up at 1.30 with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. At 2.30, we got Paloma Villacana Vilica- excuse me, from Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us to talk all things UNLV. They have a good game with uh, Utah State coming up this weekend. Plus, kind of want to get her early thoughts on the basketball team too. I know she's been uh, interviewing some of the players. They got some transfers from the Big 12. So they have a good opportunity to to go out there and, and do something with Coach Kruger. So she'll join us coming up at 2.30, talk some UNLV. At 3 o'clock, Brian Salmon, sports director for News 3LV. He'll join us to talk all things Raiders and what he's been seeing at practice and what he heard from Rich Basaccia and all that good stuff. He's been out there covering it like a glove. We'll talk a little LV Aces with him as well because he's always there at the Aces game. I saw him when the Aces season came to a close. Heck of an environment there out at the the Michelob Ultra Arena, and unfortunately they took that L. And not gonna lie, since they since they lost, I I still have been checking in here and there with the with the WNBA to see you know to see what's going on with the Mercury and uh, the Chicago Sky. And they had a heck of a game the other night. They really did. I mean, went to overtime and uh, the Mercury ended up winning. But man, those those two teams are battling and. It's nice to see Candace Parker. She's out there doing her thing. Yeah, they got some all-timers in there finals. Yeah. You got Candace Parker going against Diana Taurasi. I know yep. that's not the exact matchup, like, who they guarding each other. Right. But, man, that's some all-timers in these finals. Man, they got Hall of Famers on Hall of Famers. Of course, Brittany Griner, uh, absolute monster in there. Had a dunk the other night. I mean, just, you know, and, that, and that's something that I'm used to seeing when she was at Baylor. We saw it all the time. But she's dunked, the, they said, dunked the ball 19 times in her career so far as a pro. And then that was the first one that I guess was in the WNBA playoffs. That was the first uh, first dunk that had happened was uh, Brittany Griner. I said, oh, that's not a shock at all because that's what Brittany does. So 
uh, yeah, we'll talk to Brian Salmon. We'll talk. We'll, we'll dibble and dabble with everything, but of course, we'll lean heavy on the Raiders. And then at three thirty, our guest lineup will close things out with Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. He'll he'll touch on some other games. Lee will start us off with the AFC West, and then we'll t- touch on some other NFL games with Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. So that's the guest lineup that we have uh, for the show today. Again, coming up in a few minutes, we got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You can hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line. You can text us at any point in the show. Whatever you want to say, it's all good. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. What are your keys to Raiders' victory? And they need one. They need a victory bad on Sunday. You know, obviously Denver needs a victory bad as well. They got a two-game two losing streak like, uh, like, like the Raiders do. But I feel like this would be way bigger for, for the Raiders to win this game with everything that's going on, just for them to have a few hours that they can clear their mind, just go out there and play football, ball out, and try to get a W. So what are your keys to the Raiders' victory? What do the Silver and Black need to do to be able to lead Denver with a W? 702-365-9200. Got a couple minutes. We'll get a couple calls in if you want to hit us up. And Tamon, I'll, I'll start with you. What do you think the Raiders need to do? You see the games. You see, you know, the offense. You see the defense. What do you feel like the Silver and Black need to do on Sunday to get a victory? I know it's it's easy to say. They need to come out fast. Like, they need mm, – I, I no, know it's, right. it's hard to say this, but it's like, y'all need to score in the first quarter. Just give us something in the first quarter. Don't leave like if right. you leave the first quarter with zero points again, it's going to be looking shaky. I'll say that. No, no, you're right, and and it does sound simple, but you're right. It's something they haven't done all season. They haven't started fast. That's that's a really good point. They have not started fast. They haven't got it into the end zone. I don't think they've got into the end zone on the first drive at all this season. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I, I don't think they've gotten it in the end zone one time yet on the opening drive. I just don't. They've started off every game slow. But luckily, it is Denver, and their offense isn't that explosive. But another thing, where we're talking about all these injuries, the Denver run game. You guys got to yes. stop the run. Yep. Where I know that you're going to be missing Hankins. Yep. And that's going to be a big part, like, in the middle. And, you don't. we saw with Chicago, Man. they were able to run it up the middle. It, stat-wise, it didn't look like Chicago was that great, if you just look they at the numbers. still went over 140 yards. Yes, but watching it in the game, it just looked like they just kept pounding oh, they, and pounding. It was, like it was that, the same it was play. That, it, it was, was like same that Marshawn play. Lynch. Yes. Just like over and over yep. and over. And that's just what they were doing. Yep, it was the same play. They, every time they did the little cutback, there was a, a lane that you could have ran through. You could have gotten an award for running through that lane. It was so big. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It was, it was yeah, they, they've got to figure out a way to slow down that run game. They cannot let... Uh, Melvin Gordon get loose. They cannot let Javante Williams. I know a lot of people say, Javante who? This dude, he doesn't touch the ball a lot. But this dude makes plays every single time he touches it. I mean, he's he's averaging almost five yards a carry. The dude will go for 40 yards. He'll go for 40 yards on, on you know, one one touch. Boom. 40 yards. No big. Uh, just It's that simple for him. He is fast. He's, he's, uh, he's what do they say? Um, I had a homeboy that gave me a couple country sayings. He said, uh, he's quick as a hiccup. Yes, that is definitely one. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's it a country saying. You know what? Uh, you, did you ever watch the movie The Long, Youngish Lord? I know you're not a big movie guy. Uh, it was like the new one, like with Adam Sandler and stuff. But there was just oh, like yeah, a line yeah. with a guy. He's like, he's so fast. He makes people that is fast look like they not fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say it though with that kind of tone? No, that's, you, the, that's the way the guy that's moves. He said yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I like that. He's so fast. He made guys that that are fast look like they're not fast. <laughs> okay, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I like that man. You gotta you gotta put that one on a on a hot key or something. Just and, and hit us with that every once in a while. I like that, especially the way you said it. He's so fast. Do it again. You gotta do it again. He's so fast. <laughs> he makes guys that are fast look like they're not fast. <laughs> You're stupid. You are stupid. We're just having some fun here on a Friday as we prepare for the weekend. So, Raider Nation, we do want to hear from you. Let us know. What are your keys to a Raiders victory? What do the Silver and Black need to do? They're going to leave Denver on Sunday with a victory and move to 4-2 and two 
fly on back to Vegas feeling a little bit better about themselves than this whole week has uh, has shown. What do they need to do? Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword RNR. That's 69187, keyword RNR. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it pays off in a touchdown. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on this Friday. It is that time to check in with my guy, Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. Check in to see, you know, what the lines are looking like, looking like where you can get some money and put some money in your pocket this weekend. And Lee, always appreciate you as always, man. Can you believe we're already in the week six of the NFL season? It's gone by so quick. I love it. I mean, this NFL season has been incredible. I mean, the Monday nights, the Thursday nights of almost every one of them been, if not good, instant classics. And, I mean, it seems like every single weekend I'm watching the early and the late games, and there's at least two or three games that are coming down to the final play or the final, you know, possession. That's 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 what makes NFL so great. So uh, I think i got three big games that your listeners want to find out who's going to win. Absolutely. I can't wait to get into that. And you mentioned, you know, the Monday night games and the Thursday night games. Well, we got started with week six last night. It was Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. And on paper, I thought Tampa Bay was going to run away with it. But, man, Philadelphia made it a game. Uh, they covered. And it was just – it was it was a really close game. And actually saw, saw a little bit of signs of life from Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had a shot there. You know, they missed a field goal. A lot of missed opportunities. Yep. You know, Tampa Bay was the better team. Let's be honest. Yep. Also took a knee with on the six yard line, which we love when we were getting seven points. Love that victory formation. But uh, you know, I just think Jalen Hurts needs to learn how to read defense a little bit more. I mean, almost every single time he felt pressure and did couldn't lock on his first guy. Uh, he, he moved and scrambled to his right, and once he becomes a little little more adept at reading defenses, uh, that team's going to be pretty scary to to face with that offense. Yeah, I think he has a few chances. He just got to grow, like you mentioned. He's going to continue to get better and get better and get better. And he was thrown into the starting role a little bit sooner than I think he needed to, but uh, he's going to learn on the fly. We're talking right now with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. You can find Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, Lee, let's get into some plays. You mentioned some games that the that the fans here, the listeners here, are going to really be interested in. They're all AFC West plays. How about this one Kansas City the Chiefs they're sitting there at two and three they're in last in the AFC West no one would have thought that going up against the Washington football team Kansas City minus six and a half how are you feeling this one yeah I think Kansas City's got some real problems you know everyone thought that you know with Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback they were going to be a force and maybe win you know three four five championships I don't see it I mean they've done a really poor job of drafting they've done a really poor job Uh, of getting the right free agents. And they're going to face a team, Washington, every year. I don't know what it is, Q. There's one team that will go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss for 10 or 12 weeks. And I think Washington is one of those teams. They're just that up and down. And uh, no consistency last year. They were number two in defense this year. I mean, they're allowing 31 points per game. Uh, They were seventh last year. That was the worst category uh, for them defensively last year, seventh in takeaways with 23. This year, they only have three. That's mm. it. 
three takeaways. So uh, I think their defensive line is going to come to play here. Uh, I think tight end Logan Thomas, versatile Curtis Samuel will have big games here. I think Kansas City's in trouble. I think the wrong team's favorite. Give me Washington 34-31. Whoa, there it yep. is right there. That's a big one, man. Washington 34-31, says Lee Sterling, over the Kansas City Chiefs. And everybody in the AFC West would give a big hell yeah if that one comes through. So uh, everyone's rooting for that one for sure, Lee. I like that. Let's keep this thing rolling. AFC West action. This is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. I'm really fired up about this one. The Baltimore Ravens and the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are looking like the team that they were hyped up to be when the season started. Brandon Staley looks like he's going to be a heck of a coach for quite a while. Here we go. Baltimore minus three versus the Chargers. How are you feeling this one, Lee? Well, <laughs> the Chargers are for real. Uh, they're healthy, and the offense is scary good, and you just got to love Brandon Staley. I mean, his aggressiveness, it seems like every time they, they get inside uh, opponent's territory, uh, unless it's fourth and ten or more, he's going for it. They're a 56-yard field goal away by Dallas' Greg Zerloin at the gun from being 5-0. and oh. They play point. their best ball on the road here, 8-3-1 and one, the last 12 on the road. Baltimore, it's tough to go against a great quarterback. I usually don't like going up against great quarterbacks, but you, know, you have another great quarterback uh, playing for you in Justin Herbert. So these might be the top two guys as far as the uh, getting the NFL – player of the year here. So uh, I'm looking at Baltimore's roster, except for Mark Andrews. There's nothing on the offense. I mean, no one else scares you. On defense, they could be without three of their top four defensive backs here. I'm going with the Super Chargers, 28-24. Boom, there it is. Chargers getting another W, and that's crazy that they're only a 56-yard field goal away from being undefeated. I kind of forgot about that, man. They're they're a really good team. And you mentioned the the Ravens and their lack of weapons. Uh, There's been some controversy or some beef going on all week talking about Marquise Brown. Would he be a starter on other teams in the league? I like him as a player, but I don't think that he's a super stud. I think he's just a a, a one-trick pony. Yeah, he'd probably be a third guy on most teams. Right. You know. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you. Nothing I, I, like wrong you said, with that, but you're not going to win many championships when your best receiver is a third guy. Right, right, exactly. He's a speed dude for sure, but I, I just don't think he's that dominant wide receiver that uh, he's trying to make himself to be. But good stuff right there, Chargers and Baltimore. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, we had to save the Raiders for last, and of course, Lee, it's been one hell of a week. I don't have to roll out everything that's happened. I think you know it very well. They're headed to Denver to play the Broncos. Both teams are 3-2 and two on the season. Both teams are on two-game losing streaks. So here we go. Broncos minus three versus the Raiders. How are you feeling this one, Lee? Yeah, the Broncos don't impress me. They are 3-2, and two, but... You know, we've talked about it before. Their three wins were against the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. They combined two and 13 records. They uh, were let back in the game last week, and they were trailing 27 to 9. And Pittsburgh started the fourth quarter, just sat in that prevent defense and allowed Denver to peck uh, down the field here. So I thought that uh, Pittsburgh just absolutely dominated for three quarters. The uh, final score should have been bigger than what it was here. And uh, just think that here's the problem: the public will play against teams when they lose their top quarterback. Trust me, all the action will be on Pittsburgh uh, because Russell Wilson's out. All the money will be on Denver because John Gruden resigned. And what happens, and I've seen this, 
probably 67, 68% of the time when a team loses a key player, or in this case, a key coach, uh, they rally around, you know, the, the team rallies for, for one week. Now the second and third week, they usually revert to their old form, but usually for that, uh, that, that first week, they're able to overcome that weakness and, and they bond together. So I'm taking the Raiders here. I like the game a lot here. I think they win the game outright 27-24. Boom, there you go. Close game, but uh, Raiders coming away with a victory. I don't think anyone would be upset at that at all. So uh, uh, I've heard that a couple times about a team rallying around after losing their coach or their quarterback, like you mentioned. So uh, hopefully the Raiders are able to do that. Man, they need something positive going on after the week that they've had. So great stuff right there, Lee. I like how you close that thing out. Uh, Broncos and Raiders action. If anyone needs to get a hold of you, man, they want to get some information from you, they want to get a few more plays what do they need to do just go to the website paramountsports.com uh just launched brand new website and homepage. Uh, you can see the videos a little bit better so you know let's say there's another game you want to see me break down and predict there's a lot of really good ones going on seattle pittsburgh uh green bay chicago uh i mean the list goes on and on you want to see that or like dallas and new england uh and college football George and Kentucky go at it. Uh, two undefeated 6-0 and teams. Undefeated Oklahoma, TCU. Undefeated Michigan State, Indiana. Or uh, even undefeated Cincinnati. And second-ranked uh, uh, versus UCF. All those videos, you can watch them. Each one takes about two minutes. Check out the website, ParamountSports.com. Boom. There it is right there. It's always uh, great to catch up with you, Lee. Again, check him out on Twitter at Paramount Sports and uh, hit him up and uh, get his services because, well, Lee's always uh, holding it down in a major way. And again, Lee, uh, always appreciate you. Uh, enjoy the weekend, man. There's a lot of great action going on, some UFC action going on as well. Uh, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. There he goes. That's my guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Again, you can find him on Twitter at Paramount Sports and here with us on Fridays right here on Unnecessary Roughness, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 145 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Many thanks to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Join us in the last segment. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Want to know what you think the keys of the game will be this Sunday versus the Broncos. You can hit Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword RNR. Got a lot of text messages that I'll get to in just a few minutes. Got a call that I'll get to in just a quick second. But in the commercial break, I was reading this piece, and I, I've said this, I've said this multiple times, that all this information that everyone wants to get, and they, everyone wants to just get it thrown at them, just hit me with all 650,000 emails. Just hit them right now. I just want to see everything at one time. And I said, it's going to be a slow drip process. It's going to be that annoying drip from the, the faucet. Everything's going to be drip, drip, drip. Just like your house is dead silent and you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep and that's all you hear. And that's so annoying, but that's what it's going to be, right? I was reading this piece and I'm not going to go into great detail. You could put two and two together. 
Can you uh, tell us where the piece is from? I actually want to read it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's 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 out there. I'll 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 share it with you in a little while because it comes from another radio station's website. So I don't want to okay, okay. I don't want to free advertise. But thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, anyway, the piece is called "An Unnamed ESPN Personality Used a Not So Friendly for Work Name for Colin Kaepernick in Another Leaked Email That Has Recently Surfaced." So, just throwing that out there. And when I was reading it, the the name, the not so friendly for work name that was used for Colin Kaepernick was they called him a F. And I'm just gonna leave it at that so DeMond doesn't have to dump it. But basically, this person, this ESPN personality, and I say it in air quotes, says they they suspend people for putting amino acids in their body. They should kick this F out the league. This fool, come on, man. That's all you yeah. this fool. Yeah, definitely. That's that's friendly enough for work. Yeah, this fool. Fine. Call it what you want. So anyway. I bring that up just to let you know it's going to be a slow drip process. So it's all going to start dripping out very slow, very slow, and very slow. So just buckle up, you know, and it's not all going to be about Gruden. I'm sure there's going to be other teams, coaches. I'm sure you're going to hear uh, there'll be owners' names, possibly. I mean, who knows what's going to roll out. Even last night, got like high-ranking NFL official. Exactly. This guy was like Goodell's right-hand man, and him and Bruce Allen just chummy in the emails. Exactly. And you see how that is? Slow drip. Okay, well, give him a little bit right here. Give him a little bit right here. That's all it is. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Big Vern Loco. What's up? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, what up, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. So I, I got a couple of points to make. Okay. You know, on the road. We knew this was a good old boy system, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so happy to see it get tore up because all these so-called Raider fans uh, slash I don't, you know, I don't even want to use the R word. You know how much they hate the R word, but you know, us standing by this team, you know, what I'm saying is a lot bigger than than one person. And Gruden's not who we thought he was, right? But if we're gonna throw him up under the bus, let's throw everyone up under the bus. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, you know, and, and all this is very suspicious. Gruden even went away kind of suspiciously, you know, real quiet, like, right? You know, and that's for sixty million dollars. I ain't, you know, you just turned me into Donald Trump. I ain't wrong for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sixty mil, you they'd have to put they'd have to get security, an army, you right. know, something to remove me from there. The second thing I gotta drop real quick is the team is so good. Gruden's asking these young players to do the most complicated things against these best pass rushers in the league, and we expect the O line to be great. Now let's go get get in that spread. Let these ki- let these kids use their athleticism, just like we did for the defense. And let the O line, you know, you know, melt. Ask them what are you good at, and then let's go from there. And let Derek Carr do the rest. I'm out. Nice, I like it. Hey, good stuff. You know, good stuff. And and sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to go back to basics and go back to basic and, and go out there and play and ball out and just have fun. And if you're having fun, you're usually not thinking. You're just going and reacting. That 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 could be a key. You know, because this offensive line, no matter what you say, no matter how much you want the team to rally around each other and all that good stuff, the offensive line's got to be a whole lot better. It really does. And, you know, you brought up a, a, a great point that I, I really hadn't clicked in my head yet. I mean, it's obvious as day, but when you said it, it just clicked in my head. You said, you know, the good old boys club. It reminded me, and we had John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on yesterday. He joins us every Thursday. He's great. Been around the league for a long time. I remember when I was in Texas still at ESPN Central Texas, and we were talking about the conversation of African-American head coaches or even minority head coaches and how there just wasn't enough. 
to the point where they're saying, well, interview this coach or, well, you got to interview, you know, the Rooney rule. You got to at least interview one black guy. And I always I always said this and some people will take it wrong. That's fine. I always said I never thought that you should have to interview someone just to satisfy a rule. I never wanted to be that guy. I'll just tell you straight up. Don't I don't don't Rooney rule me. If you don't want to, if you don't think I'm qualified for the job, you don't think that there's a chance that you might hire me, then don't interview me. I'm okay with that. I'd rather you ignore me than just bring me, well, I got to bring a black guy in. Where's Q? Hey, Q, come on over here. I never wanted to be that guy. Now, I know somebody might stumble into a job that way because, well, they're impressed. Cool. I've never wanted to be that dude. I've said that multiple times. But one thing that John McClain had pointed out to me, and he said, Q, you can't force people to hire someone that they don't want to hire. So until ownership until these managers until the people that are in charge of doing all that are new and fresh blood and people that have a, a sense of we don't care what you look like like Al Davis did when he was uh, alive and he was hiring Amy Trask and he was hiring Art Shell and he was hiring Tom Flores he did it organically he did it just because he wanted to hire this person because he saw inside of them he wasn't he didn't care what they look looked like he just hired them because, well, he knew that they were the best person for the job. And I, I'm not even going to say best man for the job, best person for the job in, in Amy Trask's in her position. When you get people that are just genuine, like, I'm going to give this person a job because they deserve that job, that's when you're going to see a lot of blend of different people, different colors, different races, different folks being coaches and, and head coaches and being in positions of power because it's not about what they look like. It's about what they could provide. But I think what we're seeing here of some of these leaked emails, we've got Bruce Allen talking about, right. oh, man, like so diversity hires a black woman got a job. And he's saying, oh, man, the he's complaining about the Rooney rule. He's like, right. we need the Lincoln rule because he feels enough Republicans aren't getting jobs. So he's saying, let's make let's make a Lincoln rule. Right. But the, the point I'm going to make here is just that. It's hard to get those jobs where you're saying the merit and like John McClain said, you, they can't make anybody yeah. hire someone they don't want to. But if the people still in power or the people who don't want to hire you based off what you look like, it's hard to get that opportunity. Well, exactly. And that's why my point is you've got to get those people out of that power position. And that's why when when uh, Big Vern Loco said, don't just throw Gruden under the bus, throw them all, clean it all up. So that's how the power shift starts happening when the power starts changing hands. You know what I'm saying? Like now you're all of a sudden. Someone who might not have been in that position of power is all of a sudden in that position of power. Maybe someone a little bit younger, someone with some fresher thoughts, some some new blood. Because some folks just get caught up in, you know, their, and I'll just say it, old school way of thought. You know, and that goes for everybody. That doesn't go just for one particular type of person. That goes for everyone. We used to have someone uh, that, that used to work with me in Central Texas. We used to call her Old Black because she had, I mean, seriously, I called her Old Black. Because she just she had one one sense of mind and thought, and she would never open up to anything else. You know, like you couldn't tell her any fresh idea because she was just stuck on what she knew that was super super old. You know what I mean? It just it yeah. was it wouldn't be. It just goes back. Let's just remember when Lamar Jackson was coming out. Bill Polian was like, I think he should make the rules exactly to exactly. And it's just like he's eyed so much good talent, but in his a quarterback that looks like that with that sickle set back in the is day, a they're wide just receiver, saying, is an athlete. Make, yeah, is an athlete. Let's make exactly. him a wide receiver. Exactly, and that's why Lamar Jackson, to his credit, and I respect the hell out of him for it, said, "I ain't doing all that. I'm a quarterback. That's who I am." And that's why when he went to Baltimore, that was the best location for him because that team didn't give a rip what he looked like. They said, we're going to let you go out and do you. And the only thing he did is turn into a league MVP. 
Dude was the last guy picked in the first round. And that's only because they traded up. He wasn't even going to make the first round. He's out here completing 80% of his passes. Right. I, Does yeah, he have I, warts? Sure. Does yes. he, he, he could still improve, but who can't? But it's one of those things where, like, oh, he's got to do it from the pocket. Monday night football completes 80% of his passes. His longest rush of the night was 13 yards. Right. And people it's coming back from behind, but people will still say, I need to. Need, what, do you, what more does he need to prove is my point. No, and he's going to just continue to get better and get better and get better. I remember I interviewed him before the draft, and I, I save all my, my interviews that I do. And I, I, I have that one. And some, every once in a while, I'll go back and listen to it just because like, he motivates me sometimes. Sometimes when if I get a little down or I say, you know, something's not going the way I want it to go, I'll just listen to him and his confidence where he just said, oh, I'm a quarterback. You know, he was like, I, I went and interviewed with the Patriots and I talked to Bill Belichick and it was great. And I told him I'm a quarterback. Cool. And he respected that. Like, you know, it's just it was just the confidence that Lamar Jackson has. Sometimes you just need to hear that just to reinforce things. But again, going back to Big Vern Loco's call, and this is where this all came from, is the fact that sometimes to change what's going on around you, you got to change what's going on around you. So if this email chain that has gotten Gruden to where he's at, making him step down and, and resign from being the Raiders head coach, if all of a sudden it rolls out and there's a big, massive shift in either ownership or maybe head coaches or GMs. Someone hit us up the other day and said, this is a blessing in disguise. And I said, I don't like to say blessing in disguise because, you know, someone lost their job and this is it's it's real ugly situation. But if you think about it from this point of view and all of a sudden things start to come full circle and maybe you start to see power shifts, maybe it turns into a blessing in disguise. It really has the possibility but Big Vern Loco, thank you for that call because that's what really got the ball rolling on that one. So I, I do appreciate that. 156 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two. We got through hour number one that fast. Where'd the time go? Having a blast. What'd you do, man? Talking about Perump and talking about your team and talking about your awards too much. Yo, I, exactly. You just stole I, I the whole first hour. I've been trying to get three hours of a show, and you stole the whole first hour talking about your title or your award that you got at Perump. Fighter Award 2014. Vegas. You don't. You still don't even know what you got an award for. Exactly. I was just like, hey, thank you for thank you for the honor. Maybe retroactive. Look, you gotta give a speech at school. You know, tell these talk to these kids. You know. Well, they're gonna have to. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it alone. We're, we're, we're I'm just gonna, gonna leave it alone. Gonna they're gonna, gonna come up with a title and figure out at least what the damn award's for. You know, just, hey, uh, respected alumni. I'll just come in there like, hey, kids. You see, you see where I'm at. There you, you go. Want to be like me, respected alumni. There you go. I like that. That's a good one. I like. that. 157 is the title, or the time. Good title, though. I like that. Respected alumni. Title of the show today, Respected Alumni. 157 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.